You're listening to our weekly podcast, Getting in the Word with Stuart Guthrie. Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship of Ridgeville in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope to grow together with you, seeking real knowledge from the truth, the Word of God. Here's Stuart. Hey guys, it's Pastor Stuart Guthrie with Getting in the Word. I'm blessed to have you joining us this morning. I pray your week has been going well. Today I want us to do in our devotional time, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. I've entitled this little message, Discovering Greatness. And today in this passage of Scripture, we learn of a story about a man who finds a treasure that is either buried or protruding from the ground. He sees this treasure and we're told that it was worth him selling everything that he had in order to purchase the property and obtain the treasure that he had found. Because this time was marked with wars and other threats of personal property and finances, what we find is that people in that time would bury their treasures and their valuables. In a day when places for keeping things safe didn't exist, people had to make their own arrangements. And so while we take for granted things like uh, the bank where we can go and make deposits, they didn't have these things. They didn't have Bank of America. And so they would use methods like this to protect their valuables, and they would bury those possessions in the ground, as did the unprofitable servant who hid, if you recall, his talents. Uh, Once someone would bury their valuables in the ground, they would remain there until they retrieved them. But many times those items would be buried in the ground and the people would go away on a trip but they never return back. Uh, They could have placed their valuables in the ground and wars could have uh, been established in which they would have been removed from those communities. And yet the treasure would remain right there where it had been hidden. Uh, Now if you know me, you, you know that I enjoy relic hunting and have done that for years with a metal detector. And uh, over those years, I've found some very valuable things. Um, my, my hope is that one day I'll dig up something, some treasure someone has buried that is no longer able to retrieve it, and that I would find that treasure, um, because it merely it would be a waste just to stay there. And I've discovered things over the years of value, such as belt buckles and buttons and coins and other interesting items, but none like this treasure. Here in Matthew 13, 44, we're told that the kingdom of God is compared to this hidden treasure that is found. It seems the man is poor because the text says that he had to sell everything that he owned in order to buy this field and attain the very treasure that he had discovered hidden beneath the surface. Therefore, the treasure is worth selling it all. It is of great value, and therefore, whatever the kingdom of God is, like this treasure, it was worth selling everything to obtain it. Now, the topic of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is a well-debated one. In trying to understand just what is meant by the term, one must take into consideration uh, how it relates to the Old Testament, how it relates to the New Testament, Uh, There's a present aspect uh, for the kingdom of God. There is a future aspect for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Uh, 
all of which play a significant role in trying to really understand the phrase and precisely what it means. With the culmination of all of that information from old and new, from the present and future, I believe there is a straightforward truth behind such a sizable theological topic for which Jesus is talking about, and that is the idea of rule. We should understand kingdom as as meaning rule rather than realm. The idea of the kingdom of God is indeed uh, impacted in the present uh, situation because Jesus Christ, whom is the King of kings and Lord of lords, has brought with Him an element of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Now, the term kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are the same idea. The reason that they are interchangeable is that the Jewish people did not uh, take the 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 term God to be used lightly. They would replace the word God in 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 with the phrase kingdom of God with the word heaven. And so they would call it the kingdom of heaven because they didn't want to misuse the name Yahweh. Nevertheless, there is a sense in which the kingdom is future and another sense in which it is present. And so the idea of the kingdom of God in the present tense, is seen in Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ brought elements of His rule to this earth when He left the domains of heaven. Remember, He is fully God, yet He is fully man. And so we see aspects of what the future kingdom will be like under His present rule. We see the reality of this present aspects through His powers, through His miracles, through His ability to forgive sins, to know all things. And and this was an example of the, the present activity of the kingdom of heaven that we get a glimpse into. The reality is, is that this world is not our home. I know some need that reminder today. What we see is a glimpse into the future kingdom. Satan is the ruler of this world, and God has given that power over to Him. And so what we see in Christ and His rule is a glimpse of what the future kingdom will be like, yet without Satan and His demonic rule. You see, we will all be a part of the future of the kingdom of God, His rule. And some will reject Christ, and their future will be separated from God in eternity in hell. And maybe you ask the question, well, how in the world can you say unbelievers will be a part of this kingdom of God? Well, you see, hell is hell not because God's not there, but hell is hell because God is there. Those who rejected Christ will, listen, they will not be in heaven. But the Scripture says in Revelation 14, 10 and 11, "...and the smoke of their torment ascended into the presence of the Lamb." God is over hell. Christ is over hell. Listen, the reason the kingdom of God is so valuable, it's so beautiful, is that God will reign supreme. The devil will be put in his place. And all of those who follow him and his demonic realm will be there under the rule and reign and the supremacy of Christ and God's rule. 
the future rule of God will be perfect. It will be excellent. The kingdom reign and, and rule is a future reality. While it has present actions in which we see, it says in Revelation 21, 4 and 5, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the former things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Listen, as we face these chaotic days, these difficult days of suffering, of pain, of death, of disease, of famine, of starvation, of evil, and everything else under Satan's rule, how beautiful, how valuable is the kingdom of God? I'll tell you what it's worth. It's worth everything. It's worth the sacrifice of anything in this world that it has to offer you. It's worth your finances. It's worth your relationships, your business, your retirement. It is worth everything. And the one who finds it, namely in Jesus Christ, is willing and rightfully to sell all that he has to obtain what is of most value. The only way that you can attain the kingdom of God, listen, is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world that you might have life and have life abundantly, that you might be saved. And the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You have missed the mark. I have missed the mark. But Christ has hit the bullseye. He has made all things perfect in His life. He lives sinlessly. And the Bible says that if you don't repent of those sins and believe the gospel, that is, you will be rejected. And that is, you must believe in the resurrection, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. But if you respond by faith in Christ and you put your trust in the work that He did on Calvary, you can become a child of God. And when you become a child of God, you become an heir of the King. And one day you will stand in the presence of the Lord in His kingdom. Listen, unless you put your faith in the gospel, folks, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That was one of Jesus' main teachings. Repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's coming. He will burst through those clouds and He will come back again. Listen, in all my years of relic hunting with the metal detector, I've never found anything worth selling it all over. But I have indeed found in my life the greatest treasure to ever exist. God has revealed it. And it is worth everything that you have. And that is Christ. Would you give it all up for Christ today? Would you put your faith in Christ? Because listen, the kingdom of God is compared to that treasure in which that man sold everything he had to obtain the treasure. And it is the future kingdom of God. And we see that in Christ. And I plead with you today, to put your faith in Christ that you might inherit the kingdom of God. And so I pray today that you've been blessed through this. Is this a reminder 
to remember this is not our home. When the destruction comes and situations happen and devastation takes place, this is not our home. For those who are in Christ, we are children of God. He who has the Son has the life in the present tense. It's more than just heaven. We are living as children of God eternally today. And so share your faith. Tell somebody about Christ. Call them to repent and believe the gospel that the kingdom of God is at hand. God bless you and have a wonderful day. This has been Getting in the Word with Pastor Stuart Guthrie. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. And be sure to visit us online at familybiblefellowship.org. And come see us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m.